0: Like you're setting up students from the very beginning to be successful. Like you don't want them to have any bad habits. And that really requires, um, a very deep, like understanding of technique and playing and...
1: Welcome. This is Not Your Average Musician Podcast with me, Isaac Hernandez, and the uncompromising Dalton McLaughlin.
2: The uncompromising? Oh my god, I just get, a, I get it. I get a different... Going, it's going great. I just get... I wear many hats apparently because I, I have a different... Um,
1: Depending on the day.
2: And word you know, to describe me. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm I'm fine. I can make compromises sometimes.
1: Not, to, not today, son. Not today.
2: <laughs> well, we, we conquered it. That's what yeah. a business is all about, right?
1: It's a give and take. We, we figured it out. We figured it out.
2: Yeah, I, I feel like in any uh, partnership, if uh, when you have to conquer things, I mean, what we conquered today was very minute. It's not like <laughs> Isaac and I get in like legit fights. But like when you throw the subtle meme at the right time, people know that you're actually not out to get them and you're just like oh this guy's pissed and then he sends like a meme or a gif you're like oh no he's this is fine it's whatever it's the
1: perfect release of tension yeah of uh text tension because i was like my phone i was like what the fuck's going on here and then the memes meme solved it and then i mean we're that, both that's adults. it yeah <laughs>
2: yeah i hope so right
1: <laughs> yeah but, well i was well we figured it out <laughs> yeah but it's all good man it's uh i was did you ever wonder that i mean i was one i wondered in the back of my mind i was like we can't agree on everything all the time you know
2: well musically we don't agree on anything so oh,
1: actually, yeah actually we don't agree on a lot which i i guess too that before we get going well a couple of things because we're getting carried away already we have a guest that's what this podcast is about we have a guest yes. megan Faw. she's a violin player certified suzuki instructor and she's she's really cool she has an awesome instagram following and dude she's like i mean we're nerdy about teaching and all that stuff so she has a bunch of insight about teaching about um setting up you know like an online business kind of thing and social media and all that good stuff but before we get into all of that Dalton, tell people how they can you know how
2: do you get into that well you get into that by listening to not your average musician podcast and if you want to gain insight into the life of a professional musician and what it takes to succeed then hit that subscribe button we're streaming on all platforms as well as youtube please help us go to the podcast by leaving a rating and review on apple podcast it's incredibly helpful and i say this every time we will love you
1: check check yeah check so boom well we were gonna kind of talk about one is our partnership a little bit. And also, like, who the hell we are? Because I realized, bro, we never, like, introduce. I mean, I introduced myself on the first episode to, like, my mom, who was listening. <laughs> and then, <laughs> you know, but I just people are oh listening. We, dude, I checked the stats, and, like, people are... We're getting da- a little bit of downloads, which we appreciate. And we're super glad that you guys are listening and you, you like the content.
2: Yeah, it's true. It's not like we're famous or anything. Like, who who are
1: we? Who are you, Isaac? We're not famous. Who am now, I? But, yeah, <laughs> but we should. Yeah, we're like okay, like because we always ask people like, oh, what are you about? I'm like, what what do people even know what the hell we're about, bro? Because we just drop, like things here and there. But
2: yeah, it's the business email that I send people, and they're like, oh, he means business. But <laughs> I don't even know who this Dalton McLaughlin guy is. <laughs> yeah,
1: but this very articulate email is letting me know he's serious
2: yeah that's it just guys just write good emails and you'll make strides in life they don't I'm even sure. need to know who you are to send out business emails right
1: yeah put big words in it then you're you're kind of good to go that's the magic yeah. formula couple sat words and you're, you're gravy <laughs> but what we were discussing is also like i think our unlikely friendship and business yes. partnership which that kind of that kinda, you know happened by chance really kind of i mean i guess all things, well
2: but. i i have a touching story to share that i was thinking about that's actually kind of funny mm-hmm. um so if you look at us well first i mean i'll let isaac say it but you know i studied classical music what i play now I play some alter tunings kind of quasi classical finger Very style sophisticated
1: sometimes there's like music
2: yeah yeah sometimes there's you know, I've been listening to a lot of flamenco guys, and they have a lot of cool, jazzy chords that you can kind of do in altered tunings, but not. And it's not quite classical because it's not the structure. Like I would say, it's like not as rigid. But um, so, you know, when I started composing music again, because I actually knew what I could do, unlike high school me that had no idea what he was doing. You know, I was playing, and as far as me, you know, study guitar now I'm. Uh, getting a teaching certification that that's who I am so but if you look at our, our social medias it's like night and day difference of what we do like I'm all like focused I kind of look like mad half the time then Isaac's all rocking out and having fun <laughs> but but the the root of the story is that Isaac and I we will we talk guitar lessons he still teaches at the same place I don't teach there anymore because uh, I moved very far away um, but what happened is you know i'm making i'm composing all this music and playing guitar and i just play for my walls you know why well, my walls are great listeners and at the end of the day like you should maybe share music i mean right maybe probably hopefully and then and then isaac was the bracelet who actually listened to me play guitar <laughs> you know like other people like ah i'm not gonna listen to Dolan play guitar and then isaac is like bro what are you playing this is this isn't rock there's no power chords in here <laughs> I'm just yeah. like, wow, he's interested in my guitar playing. This is very unique. I'll take it. <laughs> and then I was just like, hey, dude, I got like 30 of these. Do you want to listen? And Isaac, in the back of his mind, was like, not really, really. But now I feel bad for the guy because he's no, all excited. No, I'm
1: in the hole, bro. <laughs> Let's do it.
2: So that's that's how Isaac and I started hanging out. Was he was just like, oh, you you play stuff that's not rock? This is interesting. Yeah. I'm like, you listen to this. This is this is cool. This is exciting. Um. And then when I was back here, I was honored to be one of the first guests. And I was quite bored during COVID. I played golf like three times a week, which is way too much. I was like, hey. You know, your
1: episode, you talked about golf for like 25 minutes. I know.
2: I'm sorry. If you listen to when I got interviewed, I apologize. I was very excited that I was talking to a person for the first time in months and not out on the golf course slicing my driver, which is a real problem, but whatever. And then... So that's how it happened. And then from the get-go, I was always, I mean, I'm not a rock guy, but I was always impressed by the articulate Isaac Hernandez. You know, I'm just like, oh, you know, he's playing power chords That's not my thing. But then just talking to you was always like, I'm like this guy knows what he's talking about, like coming across all articulate and smart and like having a plan. And so that's what what impressed me with Sir Isaac here. So that that's the touching story. So he listened to me when no one else would listen. And then I was like, man, I was like, power chords are not my thing. But like, dude, he like, he's got it. And you know, he has a great hairstyle too. So like, how, how can't you listen to somebody who has a great, great flow like lettuce? Sorry, it's, a great. Oh, I just mixed two flow uh, and lettuce are for hair. A great, so great lettuce, great flow. That's what I meant to say. You know, if someone has nice hair, you're gonna listen to them. You're like, "Well, this person spent half an hour on their hair. (laughs) I'm gonna listen." It takes me like five. It takes
1: me like five minutes. It's just this is just how it is, bro. I'm telling you. Uh, Well,
2: (laughs) well, some of us aren't blessed with just wake up and boom. But besides your hair, that that's how I came on the podcast. That's who I am. Yeah. But who is Isaac?
1: uh it's very very different because like you said dalton is like a schooled and trained musician like guitar player i was i like grew up like stabbing in the dark trying to like figure out guitar and i didn't like i didn't start taking lessons until i was like 17 18 because i wanted to get more serious about it you know but my thing has always been like blues rock guitar for like you know my teens that was like that was it i wanted to sound like like, Jimmy Page, you know, I was in love with, like, Jack White, a lot of punk rock, you know, that whole, like, attitude of, like, even if you're not the best, like, just do what you can with what you got, and, like, have something to say, and I was, like, well, fuck, I can do that, you know, and I felt like I had something to say, and I kind of, I don't know, feel like, like you said, like, I do power chords and shit, but I was, like, that's just, that's just my sound, man, you know, <laughs> it's just, like, you know, we always talk about this pentatonic stuff, but like oh I remember... God, the
2: pentatonic
1: <laughs> talk is horrible.
2: We <laughs> won't even get started on that. Anyways. No,
1: we got to save that for some other time. But we, um yeah, well, Dalton and I, like he said, we met at the school and we used to hang out in the lounge. And I remember I heard him, he would just sit there and play because everybody would just kind of leave and he would just hang out. And I was like, we we're like the last ones with like the desk person. Remember uh, Landry? Oh and- my God, Landry was... Yeah. Yes. Wherever
2: you are, Landry, you you are a dope individual.
1: Yeah. We would just kind of hang out and I would see him play. I was like, yo, fuck, this guy's fucking good, bro. I was like, you know, I was like and, you know, the thing that you said I was listening like, I feel like I've always been like, like, a lear- you know, like a lifelong learner. Like, I don't want to stop learning. And it's just because it's like interesting to me, like I'm passionate about learning new things. Like you see me all the time with like all these computers. You're like, oh, dude, I learned how to do this new thing. With the, with the doll or, like, the streaming or, like, whatever, you know? And then when I saw and you... you
2: get very excited.
1: I do. I get pumped, you know? So, like, I saw you play. I was like... You, I haven't seen people play. Like, it's like, what the fuck are you doing? So, it was like, I'll, I'll ask you and I'll, I'll listen, you know? And, yeah.
2: I, I was a unicorn at New York <laughs> City Guitar School because I like pop music and yeah. they're, you know, the probably the biggest clientele is new new uh, guitarists, you know? Um or people that are playing rock. And then like, yeah, in all my lessons, I would teach like pop and chords and other stuff. But then I don't play that at all. And if I do, yeah. it's an arrangement where there's like six things going on at once. It's well, not like- just You're
1: just playing all the parts.
2: <laughs> yeah, I don't wanna play with anybody. That's yeah. a, that's, that's why I'm different. Someone's like, oh man, let's jam. I'm just like, nope. excuse me, I'm playing the <laughs> harmony. I'm playing the melody. I have percussion. I have inner voices. What What do you wanna jam about? there's no (laughs) jamming going on I am the jam
1: (laughs) sit sit back son (laughs) sit back and watch but uh yeah like I remember you were coming when I was in school up in in Harlem and you would come over and then we'd go in the practice room and you just fucking jam out and I was just like dude like fucking studying you know just fucking get taken to school man but yeah I mean that's kind of jam
2: out you you listen to me play that was that was the jamming (laughs)
1: yeah i remember that's when I, I recorded some of your stuff like not professionally but like i saw i have some videos um and then like i remember i have i want i've always like wanted to have a podcast and remember i started one before this which was going to be like about guitar but like three episodes in i changed my mind and i was like oh, i don't want it to be just about guitar and then i would like oh, why don't i just interview people and so i started going down like friends and then you were like number five, number six, and then I remember at the end you joked, like, yo, if you ever need a co-host, and I was like, fuck, maybe I do need a co-host, because it was like, you know, it's like a little lonely, and I'm pretty sure that the pod, no, I'm, I'm 100% sure, the podcast would have died if Dalton hadn't come on, and this, at this point, it's like, we're like, if I'm slacking, he'll pick me up, if he's slacking, I'll pick him up, And then, but it's like, it's not gonna go anywhere now, and Like I know for sure, because it's like, we're both like, in it, if it was just That's me, I know I know myself that I would be like, Oh fuck it, I'll just one week. Who cares? You know? Like
2: it's it's the yin and yang that I would yeah. never have expected to happen.
1: Yeah. And it, you it know, really we, is, we do, yeah.
2: yeah. Oh well, now we're now we're having a um uh <laughs> what is it, a married couple fight. It's like, no, you okay. go, no, you <laughs> go. <laughs> it's terrible. Um jeez, what I was gonna say. Oh yeah, that like as far as well, what we do is a lot differently. I mean, we play guitar, I don't think that, electric guitar and the kind of i kind of guitar i play is like similar or the same it's very different but then as far as our strengths of the podcast game are different isaac is the computer guy um if he wasn't here i would i would have broken something by now for sure or (laughs) cried or downloaded software that killed my computer (laughs) or Or both all the above (laughs) and then with isaac when i was coming on and we're like, yo, are we going to interview friends for forever on the podcast? And at first we're like, well, I know a lot of people. It's like, I know a lot of people too. I was like, how cool would it be if I just started asking people on like Instagram or something? You're like, that sounds kind of scary. And like the next day I'm like, so we have four interviews lined up. You're yeah, like, wait, what? Yeah.
1: yeah, we just started wow. asking people. And then it, it, it like people started saying yes and more people started listening. And I was like, now Instagram is like our main main pool of like candidates which Dalton methodically sorts through
2: yeah it's weird like I'll get the weekly screen time thing and it's at like four or five hours like something ridiculous I'm like one I'm playing my Star Wars game for 45 about that five hours and then like the next like two is like me finding like somebody on Instagram which I wish would take not a lot of time but it takes forever because you know you're like this person's interesting well let's see like what are they into like okay that's interesting as well and then i have to send them a little blurb a little like kind of email and then i'm like well do they think i'm real are they interested in the podcast and then you text them back for a week and then you finally find a time <laughs> where between three time zones it works yeah we and
1: done that it gets tricky
2: yeah been there done that gonna do it yeah. some more yeah but
1: but also yeah. like i think and it's cool i think it's cool like that we're so different musically because we really are because like you said you do your thing and like i get, for people to get a, a sense like but one of my favorite bands are like queens of the stone age the strokes and like i've put songs on for dalton that are like my favorites he was like this sucks and i'm like you're crazy yeah <laughs> so it's it's just you know like it's different the kind of music we make is so different you saw through our social media and Dalton is like posting these things that would take me like three years to probably barely even get and then you know i'm posting like stuff on sequencers and you know like pentatonic stuff
2: yeah i'm like what is this ear training one class where we're yeah. like practicing do re mi so like <laughs> is that what we're practicing here because it, like
1: bro. it's the magic language but yeah that's i think that that kind of says like just Who we are, what what we do, what we're about, and, you know, obviously, professionally, we're both, we're, like, heading down the teaching route, but obviously, the podcast is something that we're really invested in on on the side, and we hope to grow, you know, we're just gonna, we're gonna be here for a while, so we hope to grow, and, and I don't know, I feel like cool things are gonna come out of this podcast, I don't know what they are yet. Obviously, other than the podcast itself, but I feel like we're gonna we're gonna make moves. I feel a like, sponsorship
2: by Savarez guitar strings. What? Ernie Ball,
1: bro. Ernie <laughs> no. Ball. What are you talking about, Savarez? I don't even think Ernie
2: Ball makes nylon strings, dude.
1: They don't. I. I mean, That's not well, fair. No, you so know, you know what? I could I could buy strings. the The strings that you buy are way too expensive. So we, I would take a Savarez sponsorship.
2: So Savarez makes electric strings too.
1: I'm not going to use it. I, I'm good. I, I, it's Ernie Ball Super Slinkies. Just try it. So it's, like a, new, it's like a new, it's like a new vegetable. Maybe, maybe, maybe once. But yeah, that's it. Let's talk about our guest.
2: Now, on the Not Your Average Musician podcast, I'd like to welcome Megan Faw, who is a classical violinist who has an undergraduate degree from University of Austin, Texas, and a master's from DePaul University in Chicago megan is a passionate violinist who is also a passionate educator who is teaching violinists of all ages and is a certified suzuki teacher and trainer her website also features various courses that she has designed herself including courses that focus on the left hand technique as well as the bow hold welcome to the podcast megan
1: great so welcome megan for on the podcast thank you so much for coming on taking the time to chat with us how's how's your day going
0: my day is going well thank you guys for having me um i am happy to be here
1: awesome awesome so let's just get right into it can you tell us kind of like a little bit about yourself you know what you do and you know like what you do with music like professionally
0: Sure. So um, I'm a professional violinist. I have both my bachelor's and master's degrees in violin performance. Um, I think going through school, I always thought I would be a performer, like play in an orchestra or something like that. But, um, you know, I felt myself getting really burnt out with school and just not wanting to... Audition for like 100 orchestras, you know what I'm saying. So um, I started taking Suzuki training my last um, year of grad school. And I thought it was really interesting. You know, I've been teaching before that, but not necessarily strictly like the Suzuki method and um, I really, really enjoyed my training. I decided to take more. I am currently trained through book six and I'm currently a full time teacher
2: awesome super super cool
1: was Uh, your oh sorry dalton i just oh no no you
2: you said it first dude all you this
1: this happens all the time we have to figure it out a way but we're not (laughs) there yet (laughs) um were you what was your major in grad school was it performance or and then last yeah go ahead
0: yeah it was performance both of my degrees are in violin performance
1: Gotcha. It's just quite the pivot to go performance and then just go into the the teaching.
0: It It is, but also not really. Um, I feel like all musicians kind of, not necessarily have to teach, but a lot of musicians teach either, you know, just to make extra money um, or pretty much just to make extra money, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> but like to be a good teacher, you have to actually be able to play yourself you know what I'm saying so I don't think it's that big of um a leap I guess
1: cool all
2: right nice speaking of teaching um what initially got you excited about it interested or maybe like maybe at first you were just like all right well I need a you're like I need that job but now like it's very uh, prevalent that you're killing the teaching game so what kind of got you going with that
0: Yeah, for sure. So, um, you know, it's funny because like, I remember back in my undergrad degree, I was like, kind of looking down on people that wanted to be teachers, you know, it's kind of that old saying of like, if you can't do teach, you know, Um, so I was like, you know, I'll teach to make extra money, whatever, but I want to be like a performer bro, that's a lot of pressure, like so much pressure. And it's, it almost like takes the like love out of it. You know what I'm saying? And um, so I think the thing that really, really got me into teaching was, like I said, the Suzuki training, um, they presented it in a way so that you're not just learning pieces, like you're learning skills and everything is very technical and you're starting to like you're setting up students from the very beginning to be successful like you don't want them to have any bad habits and that really requires um a very deep like understanding of technique and playing and um as i've been teaching more i've really been discovering more about my own playing about teaching in general um you know last year was my first year out of school and i was teaching full-time for a company. And it was really, it was honestly really draining because the company marketed it in such a way that the um, students like didn't have to practice. It was like optional, you know, and since the whole like pandemic thing, um,
1: I've
0: been teaching more online and it's been really, really rewarding because all of the students that I work with now are super motivated they really want to learn like they're practicing they're improving and probably one of the best parts about teaching is like seeing them improve like just seeing how far they've come and um yeah
1: and you don't have to go anywhere teaching online right
0: yeah that's true too
1: (laughs) (laughs) it's probably one of my i mean as bad as this whole situation is but that's like one of my favorites now it's like oh, i just have to walk to this room and i can teach from here <laughs> so definitely
0: amazing. definitely i do kind of miss the in-person interaction especially with like children students mm-hmm. um so hopefully soon i'll be able to get like my children's students like back in person but um it is nice just <laughs> being able to stay
1: <laughs> for sure in for the sure. apartment yeah. <laughs> Cool. Um, for anyone listening out there that might not be familiar with the Suzuki method, could you maybe like give us a description of what it is and what it's all about?
0: Yeah, of course. So the Suzuki method was founded by Dr. Suzuki, and it's really based on um, two core principles. The first is um, that Talent is not born. Right. So anyone can learn to play an instrument at a very high level. Anyone can do it. The only difference is how long it might take you to get there. So that's the first principle. Second thing. um, The second principle is that um, we need to teach music the way children learn to speak. And so that is by ear. Um, He basically gives this um, analogy, all Japanese kids speak Japanese, basically meaning that like they learn to speak by hearing other people speak, you know? Um, So the Suzuki method definitely um, focuses a lot on listening, listening to the CD. And it was primarily intended for children. So I do use it differently for children and for adults. Um, with the adults, I still want them to listen, but um, I focus more on like, the technique aspect and explaining like, why this is important, why um, we're doing it this way, and things like that.
1: Yeah, that's so cool. I've, I've had uh, adult students that were Suzuki students were, that were young, and it was really interesting because they always had the best ears or like the yeah. best like, musical like, instincts you know and then they told me like "Oh, i did suzuki but like it was so long ago and i'm like you have no idea what that did for you because it's like you know your your intuition that what they perceive as intuition is like obviously was set very early on as opposed to like a complete beginner no music background nothing it's gonna be it's a different struggle not that they can't do it but it's different it's
0: so true and it's so funny like when I started my teacher training, like you obviously have to play through the books and and things like that, and like all the pieces came back to me super easy. Cause I was a Suzuki kid myself, mm. you know, so it it's it, it's in there <laughs> for life.
2: Yeah. Very cool. And remind me of Suzuki. Isn't books because you said you're certified through book six? Isn't that the mm-hmm. last one, or does it go through seven?
0: There's ten books in oh, the violin method. Oh. Yeah. Hmm.
2: Well, show that I think in guitar, there might be six or seven. Don't quote me on that. But like violin is where it came from. So that's like.
0: Yeah, so there are ten books, but not a lot of people go through all ten because um, the nine and ten are just Mozart concertos. So I feel like most people leave the Suzuki repertoire around like book six or seven. So
2: nice uh side note my favorite one is the third mozart violin concerto
0: oh yeah (laughs) yeah
2: that's a good one um but anywho to get back on teaching track, so in addition to suzuki i was checking them out and you've made your own like books right and they're on your website so maybe they're you made a face like oh those are my own books but tell us what they are (laughs) and like uh there was like cool ones and and i have i'm doing a high school Student teaching right now, and we have orchestra and the the bow hold with long fingernails because I play the classical guitar. It's impossible, like, I mean, not probably <laughs> impossible, but I'm like, my friends are like, Your pinky's wrong. I'm like, Why have a nail? They're like, Cut your nail for your bow hold. I'm like, Well, but anyway, yeah. tell us about all your uh, yeah, your courses,
0: yeah, for sure. So you have to have short nails as a violinist. I've literally never had long nails. Like you see all those girls with like fake nails and stuff, never have that, like (laughs) my nails are so short. Um, But anyway, yeah, my courses, thank you for asking. Um, So this is kind of, um, you know, something that came out of lockdown as well. Definitely not mad about it. So I currently have um, two courses that are available. The first is called um, the Complete Bow Technique Manual, which covers everything about the bow. And I really tried to make it very level inclusive. So we start at the very beginning. Um, Perfect if you've never played the violin before. We talk about bull hold, um, bull hold mistakes, bull hold exercises. Um, And then we get into tone. We talk about different, more advanced bow strokes. So it's really good for every level. There's over 50 videos included in that course. My other course is the complete left-hand technique manual, which I really feel like I should rename it because people always get confused. Like they think it's for a left-handed violinist, but if the bow is like your right hand, it's for your left hand, like your other hand, you know what I'm saying? Um, so again, we talk about like posture and setup from the very beginning. We talk about intonation, and then we talk about more advanced topics like vibrato, shifting, double stops, chords um things like that and then I have a course bundle which includes both of those courses um and I also just launched a membership site which I have literally been working on for so long um (laughs) and it took forever to film the videos and to edit them and then to put them all in the site you know um, I'm sure you guys know Um, and so basically, there's three levels of membership for that. The first level, level one, includes access to all the Suzuki videos. So basically, what I do is um, go through each Suzuki piece. I talk about the skills that we're learning. If we need separate videos to work on those skills, like retakes or fourth fingers, we do that. And then I teach you how to play all the pieces. You don't even need to know how to read music. And then I include like several interactive practice videos. And then you also receive access to the community and 20% off all of my current and future courses. For level two, it includes all of that, plus a topic of the month, which is like more advanced topics, which um, includes a bunch of video lessons and a practice calendar. And this month we're talking about vibrato, which is always a hot, hot topic in the violin um, learner community. And then level three includes all of that, Plus, um, a individual lesson with me, a one-on-one lesson, um, and I feel like this is really affordable because um, I know a lot of people want to take lessons and they just can't afford it. And especially people in other countries, you know, where maybe the dollar is like really high for them. I feel like I made this really affordable and I feel like it's really high quality instruction i feel like i've really stepped into my own as a teacher and feel like really confident with what i'm putting out there um so level one is only ten dollars a month level two is 20 and then level
1: three is 35 wow that is affordable and the third one is where you get the private lesson right Plus, exactly wow damn i want to sign up i don't even play violin bro
0: you can learn <laughs> yeah.
1: I'm going to have to at some point, actually, with uh, oh, yeah. student teaching. Yeah. Um, the, the, bow. The, the bow. The
2: bow. <laughs> All I got to say is it's so, I don't know, from playing guitar, like my hand gets so tired so fast holding the I'm, bow. It's ridiculous. I'm
1: scared. I'm scared of the bow because I've been picking my whole life. And, you know, I have picks everywhere. It's just like I'm, I'm nervous, but we'll worry about that next year. but uh, when a more serious note you you've been super busy did you do this all yourself or was there oh my god (laughs) yeah i did (laughs) wow no i feel like a scrub i was like i thought i was busy and now it's and i see it's not true at all but no good for you
0: well yeah i mean of course i'm busy but it's also like things that I want to do and I'm happy to do, you know what I'm saying? It's not like I'm dragging my feet to do this. It's like, I really want to do this and I feel good about it. So it's not really like, I mean, of course it's still work, but it's not really work. I hate that cliche, but you know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> For sure. So this, I'm guessing this was uh, the COVID-19 and the, the shutdown, all this kind of like opened up space. Like, I mean, we we started this podcast you know, during the, it was like, you know, during the pandemic, so, because we had like this extra time, is that, that's what prompted it for you? You know, like, oh, I have this space, let me do this thing I want to do.
0: Definitely. So, um, I knew like I, you know, I was working my full-time job, wasn't really happy with it. Um, I knew I wanted to do something more. I knew I couldn't do this for the rest of my life, you know, and, but I had no idea like how or what necessarily, um then during like shutdown um definitely had more free time and I started going on like basically like violin learner Facebook groups and um like talking to people and that's when I started like really putting content onto my Instagram which if you don't follow me you definitely should at Suzuki Violin Teacher and um I knew I wanted like I wanted to do all these things, but I never really had time. And then um, I'm really happy with where I am right now, but we're going to keep going. And yeah, I didn't have to go back to my full time job. Like I was able to um, go part time with them and do my own thing. And now I think I'm going to have to quit because I'm just so busy with all my other stuff.
1: That's awesome. (laughs) That's awesome. I have one last, one last one to kind of on this, on this one. So you made, you made your courses and all this thing super cool. And then how did you go about like your online media? Cause you made the the thing and then you kind of have to like pump it out. So how do you get people like to start coming in? Could you tell us a little bit about, um, about that area?
0: Yeah. So that's definitely something that I'm still learning. Um, I think that if you want to. Sell anything online, you have you have to have some sort of following, right? You can't just be someone like you have to be putting free content out there that people are consuming and that are liking. So I really basically just started out with my Instagram, posting more free like you know videos and started getting a following, and I was like, okay, maybe I can monetize this, you know, and that's when I put together my courses, and I still definitely have that's my next project. I want to learn more about like advertising and like ads maybe and stuff like that. So it's definitely still a learning process. I've been doing this for less than a year, you know, but, um, so yeah. Dope.
2: I feel inspired to like do something now. (laughs) All right. I'm like your excitement. I'm just like, I should do something like this too. This sounds great. You should. Um, Something I want to ask, so you were talking about having a, like kind of this online or virtual presence, um, what just maybe online and then maybe in person, like what's been the most rewarding thing about the teaching process or like teaching in general that you're like super excited is about, like interactions or when that person, I know uh, violin vibrato is really hard, so they finally get a vibrato and you just get super stoked or...
0: Yeah, so I think right now, the most exciting thing for me is that people are coming to me asking for lessons, you know, at the beginning, it was me reaching out to people, and um, I still do that, but um, more people are coming to me, you know, which is super nice, Um, and I've gotten to connect with so many different people from so many different places and um you know lockdown it can be a very like lonely time you know you can't necessarily go see friends or family um but i've been very lucky i feel like i'm interacting with people all day you know i'm meeting new people um thank goodness for the internet right Um, so there's been that recently, but like I said, yeah, I, of course, love seeing my students, um, you know, finally get something that, um, they've been struggling with. One of my students just had a huge breakthrough with her pinky finger and I was super happy about that. Um, so yeah.
2: Right on. Cool. Um, sorry, I'm like, I always like process things when we interview people and I'm like thinking about everything and then I like <laughs> lose my words for a second and sometimes, my wingman Isaac saves the day or vice versa.
1: Sometimes I just watch him. I just watch him. <laughs> watch, watch me struggle <laughs> in like the like, thoughts. Just going
2: to laugh a little bit. <laughs> um, a, a random question with Suzuki not to I mean because we're still on the teaching topic. Um, Something I know in the guitar world that sometimes people are a little reluctant about is having an instrument that's the right size for them. You know like for example like Somebody wants to play acoustic guitar and they're, you know, like a teenager, they're five 2 they're short, and they like the jumbo guitar, which is a humongous size guitar. Something I'm curious about when you're selecting like the violin size for your kids, like what do you do as far as that? Because violins very unique where there's, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, you have the full size, you have half, you have quarter, you have eighth, you have 16th, you have 32nd, right? Doesn't it go down to 32nd size?
0: It does, yes.
2: So is that is that ever a battle or is it pretty easy for violinists to like actually when they're like learning to have the right size if they are smaller?
0: Yeah, so I don't think that I've ever had any student like want a violin, want a bigger violin just for the sake of wanting a bigger violin, you know, um, I think probably the hardest thing with sizing the instruments now during lockdown is just um, them not being able to get like the new size. Like, I'll be like, okay, you need you need to go get like new size up and they won't be able to get it for like two or three weeks, you know. Um, So that's a little bit frustrating, but it is better to play on a smaller violin than a bigger violin. So it's not the worst thing in the world. But yeah.
2: Cool. It sounds like violin learning is a lot less rebellious than guitar learning
0: oh i'm sure
2: it is i'm jealous you're just like you tell your student like okay this instrument doesn't fit you and then guitar like sometimes like what's wrong with my guitar like dude i just got this martin it's super cool i'm like well you got a dreadnought guitar and you should have got like the concert size which is much smaller and their fingers can't like play the chords and they just
1: you know guitarists we're we're rebellious right isaac A 100 (laughs) percent. yeah um (laughs) I have, a, I have a question and it might, be, it might be like a dumb question, but I'm gonna ask it anyway. Cause I've, se- <laughs> I've seen, uh, like, you know, some students get really good, some students don't get so good sometimes. In your opinion, what, what separates people that get really good at an instrument and the people really don't other than, like, I know it's like practicing and stuff like that, you know, that's why like, this might be a dumb question, but <laughs> that's a that's question.
0: Okay, yeah, um, I think the reason, like, why you're playing the instrument has really big, like, has a lot to do with it, um, you know, for my adult students, they, you know, they're paying money to take the lessons, they're taking time out of their busy schedule to practice, like, they want to play this instrument, you know, and a lot of times with kids um it's kind of just something that they do you know it's not something that they necessarily really love at least at first no not always there are some kids that do but (laughs) i feel like if like they're if the student is really motivated really loves it really has a strong reason like why they're playing it um then they're going to be more motivated to practice and um, Obviously, listening to what the teacher says helps a lot, too, because um, sometimes I'll like work on something in a lesson and then the next lesson I'll be like, well, what did we work on last week? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yes. So really paying attention, maybe taking. I always when I was taking lessons, I would always take notes after my lesson. And um,
1: so Yeah yeah <laughs> cool no i knew there was there was a good answer there you you had it i was like i'm i'm glad it was it was there i was like this could this could bomb but I don't know, <laughs> was, that's why we had it i guess um, okay. <laughs> I, I, I like how you you touched upon and this is the like the
2: maybe not the weirdest concept but like everyone when you're playing an instrument they're like oh you have a good ear you're a good listener i'm like but do you listen to the advice that people tell you as well so like a two-for-one kind of thing. And what you were saying, uh, that in violin world that people are like, "All right, you are my teacher. I will listen." Because sometimes, like in guitar, we, we work backwards. Your teacher tells you something, you don't listen for like three months, and then you come into a lesson real sad. You're like, "You were right. I'm sorry." <laughs> like that that happens in guitar, but seems like it doesn't really happen in violin. So I'm kind of jealous of that.
0: No, it, it definitely does. It definitely does. <laughs> At least Maybe
2: for not me, as like much. when I was
0: learning. It's like sometimes you don't quite, you don't quite get it at first, you know, and it has, it takes a while to like marinate and then a couple months later, you're like, oh, I got you now, you know?
1: (laughs) (laughs) I was, yeah, I was thinking about, you know, some students like, like fight me on stuff, not fight me, but like, you know, I'm like, you know, I'm like, I'm trying to help you, you know, (laughs) it's just like, but they, they want to, sometimes they want to do it their own way and it's kind of always like this kind of back and forth, you know? Yeah. Sometimes they come around, and sometimes they don't, I guess, yeah,
0: um, I've had that experience too it's It's not fun <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, so to close it up in a um would you what would you say like any advice or tips for someone that would be interested in teaching or becoming a music teacher or anything like that?
0: For sure, so um I would definitely say. Do some Suzuki training, even if you don't like necessarily think you want to teach the method. I think it's really valuable and there's a lot to just learn by taking those, those classes. I, I know they're expensive, but it's worth it. Promise.
1: <laughs> also,
0: um, don't limit yourself. Like I know some teachers like they're like, oh, I only teach kids, you know, or like or I only teach adults. Like, why not? Why not teach everyone? You know what I'm saying? Um, Also, I feel like you have to really, like, I think this is true of anything, but you have to really, you have to really love it. You know, don't do it if it's not something that you're passionate about. If you'd rather be playing in an orchestra and you're like, just stuck teaching, like, it's not going to be a good situation for you or for your students, you know? So that would be my advice.
1: That's good advice. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Do you have any anything else, Dalton, before we go? Um, I just need to practice the violin <laughs> yeah. Get that by, It's my ride bro. Um, yeah, that's
0: right. <laughs> oh,
1: man. Yeah. <laughs> Megan, can you tell everybody where they can find you and your courses and everything that you put out?
0: Yeah, definitely. So my... I guess, primary form of social media is my Instagram, and it's at Suzuki Violin Teacher. Suzuki is spelled S-U-Z-U-K-I. And there in the link in my bio, you can find my, the, my courses, you can find my membership site, you can find my YouTube, you can find videos of me playing. Um, and then my YouTube is also Suzuki Violin
2: Teacher as well. Awesome. And those will be in the description as they always are. For the episode so thanks for letting us know yeah thanks for taking the time
1: again
0: awesome thank you guys so much this is fun i was honestly low-key nervous but you guys are chill so
1: yeah everyone gets nervous i don't know why i
2: i think it's the business emails i send people like they're
1: you're scaring people (laughs) i want to let people
2: know that like hey because i know lots of people get a what is it scam on instagram and like um, social media so i'm like if this is presented in an articulate like email kind of form i'm like hey i'm, I'm a real person like don't don't think this is like something weird like a, <laughs> not yeah. like a like uh, like a bitcoin thing where you're like yeah, this seems kind of shady so <laughs> yeah, yes no, but we are not very no scary sure. and thank Maybe you God for coming said.
1: on yeah thank you uh, we keep fighting <laughs> all right close this out isaac all right. Bye bye. <laughs> and that was Megan Farr, everyone. Man, she was so cool, like super chill podcast. And um obviously, like if you see her on Instagram, obviously she's very skilled. But not only is she very skilled, like she's a very skilled teacher as well. And I think that has to do with what she ended on, you know, saying that like you have to be in it. You have to love it. You know, it's not just about, you know, a lot of people get in it for the money, which it was It was interesting to hear her say that. I mean, I've always kind of thought so, but you've seen teachers or a lot of people, a lot of musicians get into teaching and the ones that kind of like stick it out, I feel like the ones that are not in it for the money. I mean, yeah, it's a job, but they're also like, oh, teaching is like cool, you know?
2: Yeah, no, it's fun. I mean, people interaction is cool. I mean, I always think of it like, I mean, and you'll learn more about this when, you know, you start hanging out with the high school kids Mm -hmm. and like you tell them, you're like, why are, I mean, the kids like knowing they're like, well, why, why are you a teacher? Like, you know, something that high school kids, and I always tell them, um, and this is always kind of fun, but I tell them they're, they're just like, Oh, is band fun. You must really like music. And I was like, well, yeah, this is true. I was like, but out there amongst all you children is a kid who, you know, is in high school. You might not fit in with the high school crowd, but you know what you fit in with you fit in with your instrument. And band kids are the most accepting, loving people on planet Earth. Um, sometimes a little geeky, but like, I was like, hey, like, you know, you're in school and you're like five foot seven, and like everyone's like, well, oh, let's play sports. I'm like, yeah, bro, I'm going to play the guitar. <laughs> and deep, deep down, I feel like the sport people are really jealous of the music people. Mm, Maybe that's true. <laughs> Probably not. They're just like, yeah, I'm a jock, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I'm like, but can you play a G chord? <laughs>
1: yeah, you're in that. That's that's the Cali that's the Cali background because in New York it was a little different like, and it's it's cool to hear you say that you know because obviously it's like everybody's got their own reasons for me it was there wasn't really music programs I I was in a you know in a Brooklyn school and I didn't make it all the way through high school and I there was like one music class and I remember he was like just teaching us like about rhythm notation you know, um, and and that and that was it it was there wasn't like a band program, you know, it's like the funding. I guess wasn't there. Middle school, there was like nothing, and back when I was so young, I loved music, but I didn't know that I was. I wanted to do music. It, that that came when I got older, and the more when I got into teaching, it was one I was really cool. But it was actually doing like the camps with the kids at the school. You know, like a lot of I know I, I know a lot of teachers don't like them. They just they just do them. You know. And mm-hmm. that's a, the, how I started. I was like, okay, I can make a little extra money in the summer, you know. But then, you know, hanging out with the kids, especially like the teenagers, the boys, they're like, they're like really fucking spunky, man. They're like weird, you know. They're going through they're, shit. They're, they're like shit out. They really are. And and for me, they made a big impact on me. And I saw that I was having like an impact on them. And then I was like, and then I started thinking about like, oh man, maybe I could teach in New York and like, maybe. Like you said, there is a kid out there, but maybe like me, you know, there was a kid that, like who could do music. Maybe I could get him on the path like earlier, you know, or I don't know, sometimes like I can it was kind of tough for me at home, you know, like personal like personal stuff, like single mother household and things like that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, you know, if I had music when I was younger, it would have probably saved me from like other stuff, you know, So oh. I think about that. Wow. This is,
2: we're, we're hitting a lot of uh, heart strings this episode. I, get, I
1: guess we are, man. I, I got all inspired by Megan, bro. It was like, yeah, you know, my, my reason for teaching, but that's 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 mine, you
2: know? Yeah, no, it's cool. Like having a band teacher, I mean, and like, their doors always open. And like, you know, there's the kids at lunch who are like hanging out with people. And then, you know, there's people jamming. And then there's Dalton just like playing classical guitar. <laughs> or in middle school before I was like playing guitar. Uh, I was doing percussion. That's kind of where I started. Mm. And I was like the mallet specialist guy because nobody else wanted to read the notes. And Mm -hmm. I'd like come in at the end when he was like packing stuff up for like 15, 20 minutes Mm -hmm. because I didn't have like a good bell set at home. Like it's called the glockenspiel. They just let me play. So it was cool. He's just like, all right, you're practicing. And he'd be like, doll. And he's like, I'm locking the band room. I highly advise that you go home too. I'm like, okay, I'll see you tomorrow. And you know, you're like 13 and you're, you're weird. So yeah. Yeah, but it's a it's a home
1: No, for for sure. I I don't personally I think back and I didn't have a lot of like male teachers, you know, growing up. Definitely like I guess if you're minorities, I would say, you know, so I was thinking it from like like being a role model, you know, in that sense that there weren't a lot of mostly were like now that I think about it, probably like middle aged white women, which is fine. I had great teachers. Don't get me. Yeah. don't get me wrong but you know that was some some kid is gonna
2: be in mr hernandez's band class
1: or rock class
2: or whatever and they're gonna come in and have like an attitude and then they're gonna see this like guy with a dope haircut you know mexican he's got the tattoos and they're like i'm gonna listen to this guy (laughs) they're like this guy knows what's up this guy seems cool so yeah that's that's who i picture
1: that i'm impacting is the kid who's like Getting into fights for like stupid reasons at lunch, you know, or something. I don't know, something like that. Maybe because I, I don't know that that like that. I see myself in the troublemaker kids, like, and I've done that with the in the, in the cams, like, there are kids that nobody wants to deal with, and I'm like, dude, you gotta, you kind of gotta look around, because obviously, if this kid's like. He has, a, he has an issue obviously there is an issue there you know but I feel yeah and like there's a doesn't. reason yeah why people don't want to be bothered yeah and then there's like dude you talk to them you know it's like they're they are people you know there's you just you know get just talk to them a little bit Get to know yeah him.
2: well speaking about being personable as a teacher hopefully you are finding the podcast personable um you know we're uh we uh shifted from our little educational topics of the day to letting you People out there know that Isaac and I are, you know, just guys that play guitar and are kind of goofy sometimes. And we've been bringing on lots of cool guests. (laughs) Yeah, all the time, right? Bringing on lots of cool guests um, with lots of diversity, trying to get go back between, you know, some jazz, some rock, some rap, some classical, bringing on guys, girls, you name it. So, obviously, you know where to find us, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. I think other places too, but those are kind of the big ones and we would love to hear from you. And if you're listening, we love you. I say that all the time. (laughs) Yeah. Thanks for the support. It's